everyone. Welcome to another episode of Customer Success Talks, Real Challenges, Experts Advice. And thank you for being here with us. Thank you for supporting our, our this project that all that we want to do is help you excel in your career. And that's why we bring cha real challenges and we bring uh, experts, people with a lot of experience um, to give solutions to those challenges. And today is not the exception. I just want to remind you that we are now available on YouTube as well. So you can listen to us in uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. But now you can also see us interacting between us in on YouTube. And today's episode is about mastering senior stakeholders communication. We as customer success managers, we have our stakeholders and they all have different personalities, different backgrounds, different years of experience. But when we talk about senior stakeholders, today we're focusing more on the decision makers. And we know that their mindset, their goals, and their, 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 their way of thinking is totally different as when we talk to super users, for example. So that's what we're going to focus on today. And today we have another amazing guest with almost, with over, actually, over 20 years of experience in this amazing world of customer success. Can you imagine that? Now... Before we introduce our guests and before we jump into the challenges of today's episode, Nav, what do you think about today's um, episode? I think it's such a great topic. Um, it's one of those things where um, CSMs who are sort of in the middle of their career or even early in their career that have to or find themselves having to talk to decision makers and trying to influence the, the way that they're thinking uh, with what, they're, what the message they're trying to say is. It's a really difficult thing to do. So, you know, understanding or maybe even getting some tips and tricks around that is going to be very useful for them. I totally agree. And that's our goal. That's what we want to do today. And um, Nev, let's go ahead and introduce our, our, our um, amazing guest today. Actually, let me start by saying that um, he has 20 years of experience. Like I just mentioned, he is an award winner and a, I would say customer leader in Europe, definitely. So please go to the about section and hit follow because you will see all the videos and all the articles um, our guests post in LinkedIn, on LinkedIn. And um, James Lawson has worked with big names like Oracle and also has helped a lot of huge customers like um, Nike, Liverpool, football team, HSBC, and more. Now, it's not only that. He has had roles as vice president of customer success, also director of customer success and enablement. So all of this experience and background he thought one day, why don't I create my consultancy and help other customer success professionals? That's where River Consultancy Group came into play. Thank you so much, James, um, for being here with us and, um, yeah, for your time. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Very happy to be here. Super. Um, we want to start by actually knowing a little bit more about your consulting firm. How... How does it work? What is your goal? How are you helping customer success leaders out there? Yeah, sure. So my, my mission really is to get customer success to the top table at, at the C-suite and, and, and really give them a, a frontline role in, in, in driving um, customer satisfaction. Um, the, the consultancy offers three services, consulting, and that's really about making customer success a, um, a company capability rather than just a function. So the function would spearhead it. Um, mentoring, so I mentor a lot of leaders, whether it be CCOs, 
CEOs are in fact there as well and um, and CS leaders uh, and then training and the training is around CS teams and just making sure that they're able to um, operate within the environment they own and deliver you know great value to their customers and they're the services that I I've put together which has been born out of those experiences you mentioned you know I wouldn't be doing this if it weren't for 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 that background so yeah thanks for the plug great That's this a- is a great topic to be talking about given where we are like in the economy but also you know what the challenges new csms face in in the environment today for sure yeah i completely agree and uh your consultancy seems like a very very important thing to have out there to really help navigate some of the uh, challenges that uh our function that's changing a lot recently uh probably really you know needs especially from the the top down um, our first challenge today is uh, around over-communicating. So uh, sometimes we feel like we're the experts in the room and we fall into a trap of over-explaining due to our expertise. So we tend to talk too much, which can cause us to lose the message that we're trying to get across. So from your experience, James, and maybe some of the, uh, the work that you've done in your consultancy, um, have you seen that happening? And, and, and if so, like, what are some of the ways that uh, up-and-coming CSMs or even new CS leaders can overcome this challenge? Yeah, I see it a lot. In fact, it's something that's still quite rife in the industry. And um, the, the, what it does is you start to lose engagement with the key stakeholder because you're not using um, a, a, a neuro-linguistic programming technique, which is, if you, if you Google it, neuro-linguistic programming, you're not using something called chunking and able to concisely articulate value with impact. And, and that takes a bit of practice and time, but... Um, you know, being able to tell a story that's backed with data and that story has an impact and a value, then you can start to speak with senior stakeholders with conviction. Those conversations become quick fire and you can kind of assert your authority with your with your um, key stakeholder. Um, a CSM should should really look at how they can lead that conversation by doing that, you know. Otherwise, they become subservient. They're kind of on the back foot. You know, when you see boxes in a ring and they're in the middle moving the people around, that's where you want to be. You want to be in the middle and just sort of um, usher them around. And there, there is a lot around that with soft skills in terms of how you hone that in. So there's having to um, make sure that your outcome is always front of mind. And also, even by going to the customer's website, understanding their C-level goal. Because one thing you don't see that often that causes the conversation to go, you know, left and right is a a CSM, a great CSM will say, how does that impact your company's mission? Now, it could be a piece of software that does something that is far, far away from what impacts that sealable goal. But ultimately, what causes procurement to tick it off or what causes a company to renew is that the, the experience is one thing, but being able to align it with the strategy and help their customers is the next thing. So how you articulate the problem it solves, how it helps the customer's customer, and how it aligns their strategy are the sort of things to bear in mind before you enter a call as a CSM. Um, And some people do it by writing it down, right? So uh, one of the tricks you can do is, hey, I'm about to jump on a call with this customer. Let's just quickly check what their North Star is. This is their North Star. What are they like? What can they do? What, you know, have I spoken before? How am I going to command this conversation? Just put together like a, a one line hypothesis, you know, that you're going to always home in on. And once you do that, you're, going, you're off to a good start. 
Um, the issue comes when you're having these conversations that um, that you don't know the character you're dealing with quite often if you're going in fresh. Um, so there are tools you can use to to look at that disc profiling, crystal nose, etc. But you need to do your homework first of all about the company, and then understand what that persona wants and are they interlinked, and and treat it with that approach. So when you're talking to them, you you get you get what they're trying to do, but you also start to dig into what they're trying to do as well. Hope that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, this is this is a topic that, especially the way that you just explained it, is it's something that hits really close to home for me. And the reason that it does is because um, I've been a CS leader at a number of different companies. And uh, when I come in, one of the first things um, I look at is how the business reviews are run. And almost every single time, what they're talking about during a business review is not relevant to the executive yeah. in the room. And so, and, and this, this uh, reviewing the business review process comes from the, the you know, leading indicator, which is that executives are not showing up to business reviews. So then you ask yourself, are you actually talking about the right things that the executive actually cares about, right? And what you touched on absolutely rings true. Understand what the company's trying to do and then help them plan towards that. That's what the executive is going to be measured against. If you come in and you're talking about usage and uh uh, support tickets, uh, you're, yeah, you're going to lose your executive after about two uh, business reviews. So absolutely, absolutely agree with what yeah, you just sometimes, said. Sometimes, you know, like when you, if you've got an executive in the room and then you've got a customer uh, stakeholder or maybe your champion in the room, I, I think CSMs are fearful because the exec is there and they have some form of power. They're just a human like anyone else, right? But they're in that meeting and as, as, as it pains me to say it, sometimes they don't know why they're there. <laughs> so so as a CSM, you go, I need to bring this guy in. So you get to do that. And you should not be afraid of that. Say, how is this impacting you, David? If David's the exec, how is this impacting you, David? And, and you've got to call that out. Because if David's gone, I don't care about this, then the whole thing is a wishwash. And, and actually, the preparation hasn't been done properly for the meeting. So those business reviews, I do believe that. A majority of the actual work is done before and after, and the business review is then that conversation. I don't know if you agree with that. One hundred percent agree with that. So, yeah. and then I think that that two-way communication has to be about how you assert your um, authority or leadership, regardless of your experience, to sort of to to drive the room. And the other thing that is key that that I believe all CSMs should learn is the is the key elements of human behaviour around how you speak to them. So I'm talking about um, I'm talking about SCARF. So SCARF stands for um, status, uh, certainty, autonomy, relatedness, and fairness. Now, even as we're speaking now, that has rolled through your head maybe three or four times as a behavioural element. Now, if you're in the law tech world then status is is going to be up there top of mind if you're in the uh if you're in something around um public sector fairness is probably that top behavioral element so when you come into these calls again as part of the prep or as part of how you're going to converse bear in mind what's important to this person outside of what we're actually talking about what is the demeanor the common demeanor of this person and there are plenty of tools that can pre pre prep that and and when i 
And when I mentor leaders to mentor their teams and how they talk to C-suite, I always say, don't go into that meeting as your company representative. Go in there as you and your job is to lead that meeting. So you, you, the only way you're going to lead it is to articulate value with impact, storytell, and be very competent at dealing with the objections that come in, you know, backwards and forwards. But you're never going to do that without understanding the elements of human behaviour that C-suite have. C-suite are in there. What, what they'll do is they'll go, I need to take something from this <laughs> and I need to bring it. I need to bring it out. They haven't actually got to do any comms. What they need to do is come away and go, they've got this. That's what they want to feel from you. From you. Yeah, I've um, I've been in the past told my strategic CSMs that uh, if you're not reading the annual reports for your customers so that you can actually go in and actually talk to some of the things that those C-suites have written in those reports, then you're you're only doing half your job, realistically. Like if you're going to an SBR and you're asking questions about what they want to do and you've got all of this information available to you and you're not using that, you've already lost the, the game. Yeah, there. yeah, totally agree. It's, 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 a, it's a really tough one because I think it is a lot of knowledge to inhale. And I, I do think there is some, you've got to have quite a lot of tenacity to bring it to the table. And um, I think a lot of CSMs do fear that because they've got a lot on their plate. They've got so much to do. That you know, if if there are environments in which CSMs are becoming extensions of support, which still happens, uh, sadly, or if there's environments where they are on the back foot, it's hard to then say, well, I now I need to learn a ton of stuff about this customer to go into this meeting. So I think, you know, um, as we said earlier, the the pre prep and the the post prep, you know, the post um, research is key, and I think the other thing that that I think is also key. When I speak to C-Level, the thing that comes across to me, certainly recently, not so much um, 10 years ago, is there's this hunger for adherence. So in other words, no matter what you say in that room, there's a sceptic in all of them that are going, are you going to execute on this? And if you're not giving me dates, or if you're not going to give me some specifics, I'm not entirely sure I'm bought in. No, and this comes from C-suites that are, you know, fans of products. You know, even the fans of the Apple products have this conversation, right? So it, it does start to, to resonate with you and, and you do start to think, okay, I, I need to place into their mind confidence that we are going to execute this. So it's always good to kind of go, you know, when you're in it, when you're conversing with, with C-suite, to say in terms of next steps that that little section where you say okay next steps at the end of the meeting summarize it this is what we're going to do this is what we are going to do right not i it's got to be that partnership this is what we are going to do and in, and what would give you the confidence that we are going to execute on this just ask the question it might be dates it might be it might be anything else a delivery it might be resolving something it's it's it works in the same yeah. way as unblocking a priority, you know, but you're with the customer. So they're, they're key elements to it. You're speaking my language, yeah. James. <laughs> That's amazing. Like all of these tools that we're given, those are people like you need to pause and go back and, and go through this, these steps because like James 
and I've said, you have to do your homework first. You have to go and do your research. You have to understand the persona. So that way you can be that person. You, you're not only the strategic, um, the strategic customer success manager, like Nav says and refers to his teams, but you have to also place yourself of how that person will think that client that you're managing and is managing a company, that company is also yours. And what would you like to see when someone takes your time to sit in a meeting? They have to bring something back to the company, like James said. So keeping that in mind is super important. Now, how to do that? That's all. That's what we just touched on. Like going through those steps are really important. And um, that's like avoiding communicating comes into, in place when you are sometimes even unsecure because you haven't done your homework. And um, we have to always keep in mind that we are not the only customer success manager out there. The, each customer, they everyone wants a piece of them. Everyone wants a piece of the cake, especially when it's decision makers, not only externally as customer success managers, as sales reps, um, but also internally as colleagues, as the CEO, you know, everyone wants a piece of, of, of their time. And that's where we have to be relevant. So any, I know we have given a lot of tips now, but let's focus a little bit more into how can a customer success manager um, stand out from other customer success out there? Because people listening to this, they have to be the best ones. So James, any recommendation you have for yeah. them to, you know, Yeah, I mean, there's two, things, there's two things that I would um, take away, which is the first thing is, um, have you guys ever heard of the peak end rule when it comes to a customer experience? Have you ever heard of that? The peak end. So with anything, with anything that has a great experience, no, it has not a me. peak and it has an end. So the peak bit is where you go, wow, this is great, like a roller coaster. The peak is the bit where it's flying through the air. And then when at the end, you come off and go, wow, that was amazing, right? To create a peak end in a conversation, you have to take them to a place where they go, ah, an aha moment, or I, wow. You always go into those meetings with what I like to call a bottle of wine. You're going into their house, I'm going to give you something, right? And then when you leave, you end it in a way that they feel there's another bottle of wine coming. And you go, wow, this is good. Okay, this is good. Now, no matter what that conversation entails, even if it's like a, even if it's a, a meeting where the customer is un unhappy and the senior stakeholders are unhappy, you have to take big bites out of that meeting. Yeah, because uh, that, that's why you're having the conversation. Otherwise, don't have it at all, right? So you're in there to go, I'm giving you something in this conversation. What they don't want to go, what they don't want to do is leave going, well, I didn't experience anything from that, from that CXCSM. He just told me what I already knew based on what he'd sent me for the prep. So you've got to deliver something in that meeting. Peak end. There's an ice cream in the UK called a Cornetto. I don't know if you're owning over there. You're eating ice cream, you like that. It's got a little bit of chocolate at the end. It's great, right? It's the same sort of thing. Everything is peak end. Um, the other thing is, <laughs> the other thing is, um, the other thing when you're talking uh, back to a customer um, and a great way to prep is to ensure, and you can get this information extremely easy, ensure that you are looking at what they're trying to achieve and why, where are they now and what next? And categorize that in terms of clarity. Are they really clear on what they're trying to achieve and why? Where are they now and what next? Um, climate, 
i.e. what are their blockers? Is it structural processes? Is it individuals? Is it leadership example? Yeah. And um, and competency. The C-suite, do they have those behaviours that can drive change? Right? Change is so difficult. It's it's human. It's, it's, it's difficult for everyone, even C-suite. So um, when you look at it like that and you start to map that out, you start to go, OK, they're not clear on they're not clear on X. They're not clear on Y. These are the blockers. What you should be writing down before that meeting are the big questions. So it's not about what you do know about that customer. It's about everything you don't. And that's how you'll deal with objection handling. And when you go through that story, um, the storytelling of right, this is where we are. This is where we get, as I understand it, do you understand it the same way? You're using that framework. What do we want to achieve and why? Where are we now? What next? That's your story, right? Hopefully that's helpful. That's no, absolutely. That's great. No, that's great. Um, and yeah, that's, that's very, very useful information for CSMs that are up and coming to really understand because I think, um, being, being in an environment like that is really difficult to, to think about all these things, but, you know, really trying to, to frame all of that, the way they're going to be approaching that, I think is really important. Um, our next, our next challenge is, um, around, you know, how to balance empathy versus assertiveness when you're talking to uh, senior stakeholders. And I think, uh, you know, when, when you talk, when you're talking to decision makers, you know, with, who often operate under high pressure and tight schedules, um, the CSMs, obviously we have to empathize with, uh, their challenges. Um, but it's obviously equally important to um, be a bit assertive, especially when it comes to the points that you're trying to get across, the timelines that you're trying to stick to, the accountability that you're trying to keep um, the customer to as well. Because the reality is, if the value drops at some point, you know, you're the one that's going to be wearing the churn, right? So you have to make sure that you're driving that accountability in the timeline that, that way as well. So from your experience, uh, how do you effectively balance the empathy and assertiveness to make sure that you're actually driving your points and the timelines and the accountability that yeah, you need so to see. Yeah, so I've seen this go two ways, and I don't think there's a I don't think there's a set way of doing it other than sort of the NLP stuff in terms of mirroring, etc. When you're doing empathy, um, when you're showing empathy, however, um, I think the the way I've seen it done extremely well is where the rather than go, I'm really sorry for your experience, and obviously there's this, this, this. That rather than just be empathetic, start to almost dig your fingers into the pain. <laughs> so you start to go, okay, let's, let's, I, I, I hear you and this is bad, but let me just understand more about that. Let's unpack that pain. What happens when you unpack it is one of, one of several things. Either the pain is leading to some severe business impact. And then you go, then you direct, put your assertiveness in and go, we need to deal with that. This is this is terrible. We need to do something, and this is what we're going to do. This is the plan. I'm going to make a plan. Come back to you. Again, having a plan is everything. Just have a plan, <laughs> right? Whatever you do. Um, if you find by digging your teeth into it that actually it's more about the way that they want things to operate rather than the problem itself, then that's a discussion to be had. And I think the empathy level has to be like, I see. I see where you're trying to get to, and I actually can see why you'd want that. But now we need to talk about, well, what's the impact of not doing that? What's the impact of doing it the way you want to do it? That's the big question, right? So when you do that, you start to get them to question why they want it. 
there was a there was a customer, and obviously I can't mention them. They wanted um they wanted everything driven through PowerPoint documents that were saved, okay? But the software only did it in in PDF. Maybe you can convert, etc. I said, no, we definitely want it in PowerPoint. That's the way we've operated. And the CSM, it, it did a great job. What they did was they said, others are doing this way, and this is the value of doing it this way, right? Now, that might not seem like a great value. They're just two different formats. However, by doing it this way, they have un unlocked other workflows that will give you value. So the problem the problem to be resolved in the empathy side has to, is not just about showing empathy and talking about resolution. It's about, I empathize, but have you thought of the impacts of doing it the way we're doing? Now, obviously, if it's a, if it's a solid problem, then you go from, okay, business impact, I'm going to switch from empathy to, we need to make a plan. Um, most C-suite would say, would kind of, back that with no you need to make a plan and come back to us because <laughs> it's your problem right and I think that's where you, that's where the CSM needs to really um to, to grab it by the horns and go I'm now I've digged into the pain I'm going to dig very deep into why we're in this situation but you don't care about that you care about forward facing so it's all about forward facing a very common problem CSMs have is they they don't look back and forward they look back and then when you're looking at the trees and you're skiing, you're going to hit the trees. So they, that's what happens. So you, you just got to keep keep them on track. Um, and again, going back to our first our initial point of the, of, of the podcast, you know, if you talk about if you talk about this stuff at length, you're actually not giving the C-suite any takeaway. All you're doing is exacerbating the issue or exacerbating what they're feeling. You just want to go straight in there, injection, come out, right? I know. You have used uh, some of the best analogies I've, uh, I've heard in a long time. Gonna I'm going like to steal some of these analogies because they are so <laughs> My favorite perfect. one is the ice cream. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely going to use that one. I'll, I'll credit you for it, but I'm just definitely going to use it. I'm going I'm to say yeah. when you talk to executives, yeah. eat an ice cream cone. And hopefully that'll, uh, like, that'll my, really, like really drive the point. Executives do love analogies, like metaphors. They love it because they're related. Yes, story. Yeah, Sorry, storytelling. And one it's all about the story. Yeah, it's all about a good yeah. friend and an, an amazing it. enablement person, um, enabler. He's called Maurice Hellemans. I'm going to call him out here because he's he's incredible. One thing he taught me that I've carried with me forever um, from the Oracle days is that. Whatever meeting you go into, whatever conversation you have with C-Suite, just enter with a grabber. And a grabber is something that makes the whole conversational relatable, no matter what the heat or temperature of the room is. Um, if you do small talk, it's terrible. Don't do small talk. Small talk makes me laugh. But just, just small talk is not the place for C-Level. If you want to start to get them, bring a grabber in. Like, and a grabber could be anything. It could be something that helps the story. People look at my chair and go, oh, he's got a Batman chair. Like, it, it's a grabber, right? So as a CSM, just exactly unlock it, give them they a great story, you. object, make be succinct, yeah. command it. And then when you leave, of all the vendors, you will be the one they'll remember because they'll go, that guy really did his homework and knows what he's doing. And I've got confidence with him. And it took 20 minutes. Fantastic. Like 
Sahil, Sahil um, taught me something and something really simple. And it's not that we are only in business to business or B two B two C. We are all we are in H to H, human to human. And as humans, right, we are really visual. That's why there are things that we cannot understand that are going on in the world, like whether going into any conspiracy, right? But you know where I'm going to. So we are really visual, and that's why we have to not only give the relevant information, not only do our homework about our personas. And sorry, that's customer success. There's a lot behind customer success, a lot of psychological stuff as well. And um, we have to always create that image so that way they can first understand and filter what we're trying to say. They can see the future of the benefits and how it will impact, like James, like what you said. But also these analogies will make you highlight of, okay, this is this is the customer success who taught, who said about the ice cream, right? Or he sees customer success as that we were we are ninjas. We have to go in and come out. Um, so that's what we have to always keep in mind. We are talking to humans, age to age. Yeah, brilliant. I agree. Um, I think there's so many different levels, right? And, and, you know, one of the things that I think we uncover in all of these episodes is, the different layers of the onion that is uh, customer success and being a CSM and all the different things you have to keep in mind. And, you know, the funny thing is like you, you look at a lot of the roles um, in, a, in a, an organization and a lot of them are sort of one track, you know, you sales, you know, you just, you kind of follow a formula, you know, with product, you, you know, and there's a formula for that as well. With customer success, there's so much to it. You know, you're, you're sort of central in, internally, and you're also central externally as well. There's so many different types of conversations you're having. You have to be a seller. You have to be, you know, um, it's sometimes a personal friend. I, you know, I, I work in legal tech. And let me tell you, my lawyers wear their hearts on their sleeves. So, you know, if they've had a bad day in the morning, they need someone to run to, you know. And it's it's good that, you know, if they feel like they can do that to you. But there have been times where, you know, like I've had CSMs have to be a therapist for a customer that's, you know, crying about some personal issues that they've got. And, you know, like you, you find yourself in these environments where you have to sort of pivot a bit to try and talk to your um, contacts and your clients and your customers in the way that you need to in that moment, which is not an easy task. But I think um, with a lot of the, uh, the, the things that James has uh, told us today, I think, I think there's, there's a lot we can it, kind of it, take there's away. There's an opportunity, but it's sad that uh, even today, um, the, the C-suite often want to speak to the C-suite. And, and then when they speak to the C-suite, they want to hear from the doers, right? So that puts CSM in a kind of a con hotel concierge position where they're not really C-suite, but they're not really doers, right? So the thing, the, the thing to elevate that conversation is to assert, assert dom dominance, as crazy as that sounds. And that means like, well, I'm, I'm a leader. If you're, if you're not making your CSMs leaders, then you're failing your team, your team are failing you. The, C, the CEO needs to take 100% accountability for the fact that their CSMs are leaders. They should listen to them like, the, like they're the boss, they're the customer advocates. And that's, put, that's what puts them in a position of power when they go into those meetings. Whereas if they feel subservient to it in the organisation and they don't feel like they have uh, customer success as a capability across the organisation, then they go into those meetings feeling like that they are just a conduit to the departments and that will dictate success, and that will dictate how they talk to C-suite. Do you see what I mean? So when they have that conversation, in the back of their head, CSM's thinking, oh, wow, I've got to go and speak to product, etc." That should never cross their mind. They should feel like everybody has got your back. Um, where that is done extremely well, 
Those companies have the lowest customer acquisition costs in SaaS by a long way. So it's fascinating that C-level conversations can, can, can be impacted by this. And, and, and I think it's, you know, I think the opportunity is if we can give CSMs a seat at the top table, you know, and, and have that capability around them, then they can have really, they can articulate value with impact on their customers. And C-suite on their customer side will respect it. And nowadays customers, especially decision makers, now, nowadays we are, the world is changing, is challenging for not only us, but also for them. And budgeting and ROI are like the top elements of, for customers. So we have to keep that in mind in those meetings as well. Bring some data, bring numbers, show them that impact. Yeah. And it's time to start wrapping up. Um, I wish we could continue, but we have to stop. It's time for you to process all of this amazing tips given by Nav and James today. But we talked a lot about what to do, what to do, and what to do. What about if we finish our episode with the top three things that customer success should not do when dealing with decision makers or senior stakeholders? Things they should um, not do. James, would you like to start? Uh, so I would say the top thing not to do is do not go into a meeting cold. Don't go in without preparing, for sure. That would be my number one tip. Yes, yeah, that's, that's definitely a good one. <laughs> I'd say, um, I mean, don't don't make fun of the person you're talking talking to, but that's an obvious one. Um, I'd say, um, I'd say, address everyone in the room and uh, don't expect you know, the one person in that room to be the key and sole decision maker. Time and time again, I've seen CSMs trying to do that and realize that they're actually, they've got a very, very trusted advisor they're going to go through. And if you're not addressing everyone in the room, you're going, yeah, probably going to lose um, some of the confidence. Yeah. And when you lose that, you lose a lot. I will say that think strategic. Remember, you are the partner. You are the strategic advisor. You are the right hand, but you're not the only person who wanted, who's in that position. So do your homework mindset and um, place yourself as if you were that person behind the scenes. This is your business as well. That is your company as well. And for and once you change your mindset into that, you will know what is really important to bring. Um, it's a lot of not only what is happening during, it's a lot of before with the invite what you highlight and then the after of the highlight of uh, what you're going to send to them. So it's a lot. There's more that I wish we could go to, but uh, if we haven't covered everything, always go out there to communities, go to LinkedIn, follow our guests as well. They always publish a lot. And um, that will be it for today's episode. Thank you, James, a lot for your time. Thank you for being here and transferring all of those 20 years no of experience worries. into Thank you. Thanks a lot customer success Appreciate listening to it. today's episode. Thanks, James. Yeah, it's a great decision, uh, discussion today. Really, really enjoyed it. Loved it. Naf, it's a pleasure working Thanks. with you as usual. See you next time. As always, mate. Bye-bye.